you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We certainly hopefully find you well. This has been one of these subjects that's very hard, and uh, it's taxing on each and every one of us, but I'm glad we're covering it. Just uh, the ability to look at things that happen to folks and to be able to look around and say, you know, who's being hurt? Have I been hurt? Are other people hurt? Am I hurting somebody? And, and folks, if, if this is talking about you, you need help as well. You need to contact Kevin or I, and uh, we need to go through this. And Kevin, good morning to you. Good morning, sir, from Phoenix. Yeah, Praise warm, God. warm, sunny Phoenix. You <laughs> you forgot those two words, brother. <laughs> I don't want to rub it in too much, but it's nice here. And uh, yeah, I'm on the western edge of the time zone, too. So I'm getting the longer or the, the later sunsets, you know, relatively speaking. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And so, folks, we've went through the love bombing. We've, we've spoke how, you know, you're going to be a rock star. You're going to be the greatest person who ever lived. You're going to drop every compliment on you. You're going to make you feel good, how you change their lives, how you alone. And a lot of times, you, you know, the end game, again, we're going to keep on talking about different end games. The end game on the love bombing and stuff, sadly, is to have some type of an illicit relationship with a young girl or a young guy or, or somebody in a virtuous type of situation. We got to be very careful to watch our children, uh, the people that we we love, then they, we devaluate you. We, we drop it right in there. Then gaslighting, man, we're turning down those lights, but we're telling you it's the same brightness. It's always been the sky is green. It's always been green. They'll get you to disbelieve reality. And we just came out of uh, a broadcast talking about intentional sabotaging. So intentionally sabotaging somebody and going through that, making you the bad person, the bad guy, the bad girl, the one remember again, folks, I hate to keep saying this, but it's just a reality of where we are. Narcissists rewrite history. Narcissists can cry the biggest crocodile tears you've ever seen in your life. Narcissists can be a victim better than anyone you ever met. Narcissists can have you donate the last dollar you have in your pocket. Narcissists can play a game that's unbelievable. And, uh, and so we got to remember that. And then we come to this place where you've got to become the enemy. So you've reached the point where you're of no more value to them. Some people call this supply. They actually call human beings a narcissist supply who's his new supply who's her new supply and so once we get to that point you've got to become the enemy because they have to be the victim they need to rewrite history and they need to slide in and out of these things without anybody knowing but i'm here to tell you that god knows and um yeah you know there's so much of that the wicked worketh the deceitful work but to him that soweth righteousness shall be a sure reward. Uh, the wicked is deceitful, friends. The wicked will make you the enemy. They, they, they don't care about you. You're not, they're a king. They've got to be that high position. They've got to be higher than anywhere else. They will drop you like a hot potato. Uh, my narcissistic story includes a guy that I got fired from the ministry and I helped him get a job. 
And, uh, and he dropped me as quick as humanly possible. If there was a reason his kingdom was going to be rocked a little bit. And, and, and Kevin, I, I hate to talk with such caution and I hate you and I sharing stories, but we need to, but I gotta believe brother, there's people out there right now that are being made the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's a, there's a kind of person that needs an enemy, um, to, to, to be able to, to, to have a, there needs to be a common enemy to have any unity amongst his flock. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's, it, it, you know, there's some of that is hu- human nature. You know, you, you, you want a fight, you know, you want, a, especially a man, he wants to have someone to fight at. He wants to blow something up, but you know, maturity and wisdom says, I'm not going to make someone an enemy. who's not an enemy. And if you are in the flock and you suddenly wake up one day and find out you've been painted like you're descript- describing in your situation, Doug, You've been painted as the enemy, and um, and there's some yes men maybe that are uh, you know in um, in the group in the in the leadership who are saying ah okay we're we're, we're with you boss you know okay he's the newest enemy and you feel di- you know dissed uh, by by people that's just a it's just a bad kettle of fish to uh, wake wake up in and we're dealing with narcissists you know uh, I was reading about Saul so. Brother, I got to confess right off the bat, I God showed me back in the 80s when I was reading about King Saul, and I wasn't thinking of the word narcissist. I don't even know. I think I had heard it, but I didn't know what it was. But in retrospect, God showed me, you better be careful, buddy. Kevin, you've got some narcissistic tendencies because Saul had... Um, he had a fear and insecurity, and he would um, he would not allow other people to, to vent, uh, you know, or to have feelings and reactions enough because he didn't know what to do with it. He was, he was just, well, Saul, he was a true narcissist. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm for number number one, I think I struggle because uh, you know, being from central Pennsylvania, people are just not real emotional up there. There's this kind of snooty attitude where you're just, you're really, um, people don't cry. We're Germans. We don't cry. And, uh, but anyway, I don't want to blame anyone, but, but myself, God showed me and I said, God make it so that anyone else around me can be successful. And it doesn't matter if I get any credit and God took me up on that. And I, in retrospect, praised God because God had to break me of some of this stuff. Um, but you know, it's a terrible thing. Uh, Saul, this is what I read about Saul. First Samuel 22 verse eight. So Saul had a, had a come to Jesus meeting as we call it today. He, he called all of his troops together and, uh, they were, uh, there had been hunting for David and David was kind of escaping different times. And he said, all of you have, uh, he said, why, uh, the previous verse, let me get the context. Yeah, uh, that's okay. Verse. Yeah, verse seven. Uh, then said Saul unto the servants that stood about him, Here now, ye Benjamites, will the son of Jesse, that's David, give every one of you fields and vineyards, and make you all captains and thousands, and capt- captains of thousands, captains of hundreds, that all of you have conspired against me, and there is none that showeth me that my son hath, that's Jonathan, hath made a league with the son of Jesse, and there is none of you that is sorry for me. Or showeth unto me that my son has stirred up my servant, that's David, the harp player, against me 
to lie in wait at this day, as at this day. So this man had, had, it had metastasized so badly, this narcissism, that now David, who, who was simply a faithful heart player who went out and slew the Goliath, but people were recognizing him for it. Now he is going to the rest of his flock and saying, David's success at evading and escaping me <laughs> is because someone here is, is working for him. There's, you know, someone's conspired and they, you know, I just want to say, brother, if someone makes you, if there's someone listening and they, and they're making you, someone in your life is making you the enemy or the bad guy for having feelings and reactions. And it's because they are, feel like, like, you know, there's just not enough um, love being given to them. And they're saying, no one feels sorry for me and oh, poor me and all that. And so you you stop your feelings, recognize my feelings. That That is a terrible situation. As, and as Doug had said in an earlier episode, you need to go and get advocacy. You are in a situation, you're probably under their thumb in some way. And you need to go to someone and say, you know what, um, I... I'm stuck and, uh, I've gotten into this thing and uh, I don't know what to do about it, but I know this, I'm in a bad place and, uh, I need someone to help take up for me. And if that person, uh, you know, if you kind of go over their head, you know, to your pastor or to someone, uh, if it's, if that person is physically abusing you, go to the police, you know, go, go get some help because, uh, it's, it, we're talking about something that's going to ruin your life and you're going to turn out, turn around one day and find that your kids recognized it and thought that, that you, uh, were, were, were going along with it. You know, there's just so many collateral collateral problems that are caused by a narcissist. Yeah. It's just, it keeps on going. It's just out there. It's real. You know, I've been sitting here looking like Kevin, not only at Saul, but looking at Herod in the new Testament. And, uh, so often, you know, a narcissist, uh, will reach these heights of having big tribes of having big flocks of having big crowds and wherever they go, they leave spoilage. And, uh, and, and they take people out and things of that nature. And, but I will tell you this, our God is the complete opposite of that. Our God is somebody that has great, great things for all of us. He has an expected end for us. He has a plan for us. He has a mission for us. He has a ministry for us. Our ministry begins the day we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and savior. And what we do with that ministry shows the entire world, what God means to us. And so, folks, I'm just telling you, listen, great news. God is on your side. We're going to be right back. We're going to talk a little more about this. Hang with us. What a joy it is to serve God. And and I know these things are tough to talk about, and we're, we're probably— uh, you know, in many cases, in my particular case, I know in Kevin's case, when we talk about narcissism, people hurt us, people hurt our families, people hurt our ministry, people who attempt it. And, and let me tell you, you can't stand against God. My ministry has never been more fruitful. And, and I thank God for that. God alone has done that. But, you know, sometimes we need to trust God we need to have a check and balance system. We need to know, we need to believe our perceptions. We need to believe that still small voice that comes from the Holy Spirit and says, 
this person's a problem and have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. And, and folks, that's God's way of telling us over in the book of Ephesians. He's telling the folks there at Ephesus, he's telling us today, 2,000 years later, don't be caught up with this stuff. You don't have to live that way. You're a child of God. You're a blood-bought child of God, and you don't have to live this way. You live with a liberty. You get to serve God. We don't serve a narcissist. We serve God. This isn't some kind of Nazi Christian rule. This isn't some kind of home Christian rule. This isn't some kind of Christian warlord type of thing. We serve God. And and folks, I cannot encourage you enough and, and say this to you over and over again. Follow God. Listen to that still small voice. It's so much better when you get away from the fools. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Paul said in first Corinthians seven twenty three, you're bought with a price, be ye not the servants of men. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the big things I had to mature into is to realize just because I am in a, uh, in a downline or in a uh, chain of command and someone has a position above me, a boss or someone like that, that doesn't mean that they own me and I'm bought by Jesus Christ. And so I'm not asserting me, I'm not blowing myself up. I'm not inflating my ego to say, no, I have boundaries. And, um, you know, the, the term invalidation comes to mind. If, if, if a narcissist is dealing with you, <clears throat> they're going to invalidate your feelings. And some of the, some of the classic things they may say is, I don't remember anything. Yeah. I don't remember anything from last night. Well, you just, you know, you hurt that person last night. Oh, I don't, I don't remember anything. You know, I'm over it. Okay. If they are always getting over things that are leaving scars, that's a problem. Number yeah. two, <laughs> uh, number two, they may be saying, uh, you know, you'll be fine. Get over it. Don't be so lame. You know, buck up. Um, you know, you're going to be fine. In other words, expecting expecting your own, um, maturity to be fine with the fact that they're being immature. That's, that's classic. That's classic abuse. Uh, someone's trying to own you if they want, if they want you to always be the big guy and to take the abuse from them and they can't take it, you know, they, everything else is an affront to their authority. And then thirdly, um, (laughs) you're making a big deal out of nothing. You know, so many people, will will bash you, hurt you, sabotage you, knock you down to their level. And then if you show feeling about it, oh, you're making a big deal of nothing. You're making a big, or maybe you come back to someone feeling hurt and, and expressing, expressing that, hey, I was just in a hurtful situation. But like you said in an earlier episode, Doug, these people cannot be empathetic. And their, their conscience is seared with a hot iron. And so because they have so many issues inside of them, their, their own guilt has so plugged up their empathy glands that they are, they're just, they're going to say, ah, you know, just get over it. And brother, I've been through that where, you know, you're looking forward to being with someone. You want to kind of give them a hug and love on them. And they purposely distance, they diss you, uh, because they want, they want to project their own frustration about life onto you. They want to spread it around evenly. And then the last thing that they, that people like this tend to say when they uh, invalidate your emotions and, and, and humanness is they say, 
I'm sorry, but I have no obligation to respond to you. And they just dry up and they become a stone. They're like Nabal, you know, Abigail and Nabal. Abigail was the heroine of the story. She saved the life of, of, uh, uh, of her worthless husband, Nabal. But Nabal's heart became stone. And I think it's interesting that God said that because his heart was stone. He was a a non-empathetic person who was just like, I'm not going to answer you when, when David's like, Hey, we're trying to take care of your people here. Can we just have a little bit of help? Ah, you're just a nobody. So when people invalidate what you are legitimately trying to portray and, and do right, you, you, you're dealing with a narcissist and, and brother, just like you're saying, I think we need to evaluate what, what we're dealing with and, and make the right judgment call. We do not have to work with someone who are, who is going to make you the bad guy for having feelings and just human reaction. Yeah, folks, I couldn't have said it better. That's just the reality of relationships and where we're at. We don't have to take the abuse. We don't have to be emotionally abused. And let me tell you, there's another side to this coin, this coin that, that Kevin's speaking about here. And the other side is years of torment, years of abuse. And I've seen these people. They're hesitant. They, they're awkward. They don't know how to deal with particular issues. So it's very important that when we perceive this, when we feel this, when the Holy Spirit of God mentions to us that something's wrong, that we deal with it. Because the other side of that makes you into an emotional handbag. I mean, life is just crazy. You don't know what's coming out that day. And there's some great news. Let me tell you the great news. The great news is the Lord is nigh. He's right next to them that are of a broken heart and save as such that can be a contrite spirit. Greatest yeah. thing ever is when you walk into this new group of friends who aren't out to stab you in the back, who aren't out to send out emails, who aren't out to make you look bad, who aren't out to get your support taken away, who aren't out to look better than you, who aren't out to be king of the world. Man, and when you walk in with that group and they're godly and they care and they love you and you're driving down the road and you get a phone call out of nowhere, how you doing brother? And they care. They listen to your answer. Mm. They turn around and they make questions from your answer. Boy, God is right next to you. You get to have that life. Come on to me. The Bible says all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. There's rest that comes from the God and, and that word heavy, depressed, upside down, sideways. God says, stop it. Come to me. And then get a hold of Doug and Kevin. He's going to give you a local church. And there's going to be people who love you and care about you, who pick up the phone and are willing to talk about you, are really going to show empathy, not for their gain, but yours. And there's a godliness out there, and it's hard to see that godliness through the forest of hurt. It's hard to see that godliness uh, through narcissism. It's hard to see the godliness, uh, the godless, the godless, the godness, the godliness when we look for, at the godless is what I'm trying to say. It's hard mm. to see through that forest when we keep looking back and say, but when I believe this other person who checked on me, when I believed this other person who loved bombed me, when I believed this other person who lifted me to what seemed like new heights, boy, I was burned. Don't be that person. We serve a God that, uh, that totally forgives our sins and trusts us and sets us out again. He doesn't put anyone on the shelf. He lets us serve him and continue to work. So cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. I'm here to tell you something, friends. No matter where you're at in life, no matter what's going on, 
you got this. Not because of who you are, but because of the God you serve. I'm not sure how you guys have been hurt. It stinks to be hurt. We'll, we'll raise our hands right now and say, it stinks. It stinks to be lied yep. about. It stinks to be made the bad guy. It stinks to be made to lose half your missionary support. It stinks to do all those things. But can I tell you, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when God gives you that new crowd, when you're standing in front of hundreds of people that you just helped, and you say, God, how did all this happen? He'll remind you, I'm right next to you. I'm nigh unto them. He's right next to you. He's been there the whole time. God hasn't went anywhere. The sky is blue. God does love you. And there's a lot of great people out there who can't wait to be in your life. Listen, folks, we sure do love you. We thank God for you. If there's anything we can do for you, drop us a line at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. Uh, you know, drop Kevin or I a Facebook post. You know our names. We sure do love you. Listen, when you go out today, wear that smile that only God can give you. Lord bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.